here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. want to thank my buddy Dan Bongino for sitting in last night. The wonderful National Radio Hall of Fame event. And I'll tell you what, it took us over four hours to travel 20 miles from northern Jersey into New York. Now, these are the bluest of blue areas, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats control everything, local, state, and federal. So I want to congratulate them. These are the highest taxed citizens in America. And apparently they enjoy this. They enjoy being ripped off by their government. So congratulations. Just keep electing more of them, as apparently you have. But uh, anyway, it was a fabulous event was a fabulous event put on by uh, Craig Kitchen, who did a tremendous job. And there were a lot of people who I thanked. I left out Dennis Green and Charles Stanhauer, unfortunately, so I want to mention them now. I saw a lot of wonderful people there uh, and inductees. So, But most of all, I want to thank you, because as you know, I wouldn't be here but for you, and I certainly wouldn't be there but for you. It's a big deal. Uh, and again, I want to thank you very, very much. And uh, my wonderful family, of course. One other things I, uh, thing I want to clean up. Tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow at Barnes & Noble at Tyson's Corner in Virginia. My wife Julie and I will be there. We will be signing my father's book. Julie will be doing a storytime reading of Our Police, the book. If you're interested and you want to sign copy and you want it for a Hanukkah or a Christmas or Thanksgiving, this is the time. This is the only event I will be at. Book event, uh, book ends in Ridgewood, New Jersey. I will not be there. I will not be there. But my wife, Julie, will be there again for a special children's story time reading. That's 4 p.m. These are Eastern time. 4 p.m. on Tuesday, November 20th. 4 p.m. So bring your little kids. I think they'll have a blast. She'll be signing books if you're interested. And that's... Yeah, those two events. All right. So we look forward to seeing folks in uh, Tyson's Corner tomorrow in Virginia and our buddies from WMAL. And uh, bookends in uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey. My wife will be there Tuesday, November 20th, 4 p.m. And they're going to be a lot of fun. And the book is Our Police. Now, at Barnes & Noble in Tyson's Corner, the focus is on Our Police, that book. I'll be signing uh, other books they've acquired there, some of my books. But the focus is not that. The focus is uh, the little kids, Our Police, story time, that book. The New York Times still has refused to place my father's book on any of its lists, so I've just given up on these people. They're absolutely pathetic. So they can go to hell. I don't really care about them. You can hear my publisher now, Simon. Don't say that. Don't say that. Well, I said it. We have a special system how we count books. Yeah, I bet you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to this now. There was a decision 
by a federal judge by the name of, what the hell is his name? Timothy Kelly. And in every article they say he's a Trump appointee, a Trump appointee, a Trump appointee. Have you noticed when they're left-wing appointees of Obama or Clinton, they never say that. I've pointed this out to you before. Again, I want to educate you about something because the New York Times, the cable TV networks, the other networks, the Washington Post are not going to tell you what I'm telling you. But as somebody who served in the Justice Department under Reagan and somebody who served in the White House as Associate Director of Presidential Personnel under Reagan, handling, among other things, federal judge nominations, the federal district courts, the federal district courts, even though a President Trump or a President Reagan or a President Bush or whomever may make nominations, typically what happens is the senators from the home states make recommendations. And if there's two Democrat senators from these various states, or it's a Democrat area, there has to be some horse dealing. So let's say there's three vacancies. A Democrat senator will say, okay, I'm going to filibuster that or not anymore. What they'll say is, I'm going to hold that up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So sometimes a president has to say, all right, these are the two I want. You can get one. Now, this is why, even when they report this, they call the judge, Timothy J. Kelly, a Trump appointee. This is why they never tell you the background. Well, is it actually a Trump appointee or was this part of a deal? I have no idea. That's a side point. It's not really that substantive, but I want you to know how this horse trading works. It's not the same on the appellate courts as the circuit courts, where an administration doesn't do horse trading. And it's certainly not the same when it comes to the United States Supreme Court. Now, we have a ruling from this judge, Kelly. Let me read from the New York Times. Stay with me. You're going to learn more than anybody else. Michael Grinbaum and Emily Baumgartner, whatever, 400 letters, what do you expect? I can't pronounce it. A federal judge on Friday directed the White House to restore the press credentials of Jim Acosta of CNN. A win for media advocates and news organizations in a major legal test of press rights under President Trump. Now, let's stop there. The judge issued a TRO, a temporary restraining order. I don't know how he did it. I don't really know why he did it. It's a 14-day emergency order. That's what a TRO is. Not a permanent injunction and so forth. And to get a TRO, you have to show a heightened level of threat to the public. Health, safety, that sort of thing. So... This judge issues a TRO. So we went into the usual places to look for his ruling. Right, Mr. Producer? I looked. Mr. Producer looked. My wife, Julie, who's a lawyer, looked. We asked somebody else to look who's been a paralegal most of her life. And we all looked, and we couldn't find it. So this was a ruling from the bench. It was not a written ruling. There's no written order. A ruling from the bench. Now, the irony here, ladies and gentlemen, is there's no cameras in this courtroom. To my knowledge, there's no broadcast equipment of any kind for radio and so forth. 
So you and I were left out of the courtroom. You and I were left out of the information flow as it took place. Because federal courts don't allow television cameras. And so we have a judge ruling on whether or not a showman for a news network has a constitutional right to a hard press issued by the President of the United States. And this TRO suggests, although there's no constitutional underpinning yet, because he avoided that altogether, that he might. But you and I have no idea exactly what took place in that courtroom. We, the American people. The media are going around telling us what took place in that courtroom. But not you and I. Now let's go beyond that. So we contacted... We contacted the... uh, The court... And what happened? Well, let's see here. I'm looking at our email scheme here. We contacted the court and we said, okay, uh, how do we get a copy? Did somebody make a transcript of what took place? Yes, somebody did. The court reporter. They have a court reporter. They made a transcript. Okay, is it posted somewhere? The transcript of what took place in oral argument, is it posted somewhere? No, it's not. Wait a minute. It's not publicly posted anywhere? It's not publicly posted. Well, why not? Well, we're not going to do that for 90 days. 90 days? Okay, you're not going to do it for 90 days. However, they said, if you want to buy it, you want to purchase it at the end of the day or the, you know the rest of next week or so forth, we'll sell it to you, the court says. You'll sell it to us? Yes, how much is it? It's a dollar twenty-five a page. It's about eighteen pages, so it's a little over twenty bucks. A little over twenty bucks, and I might get it at the end of the day. Well, these are expenses for the court. We were told. I was specifically told this. Well, that's fascinating. And we were told you can go online, the district court, in the District of Columbia. We got the uh, the address, the e- the uh, excuse me, the uh, URL, and uh, we looked at it. And here's how you get it: transcript order directions and information. A to order a transcript, please complete the requested information below in its entirety. You may select the appropriate court reporter from the drop-down menu below. If you do not know the name of the court reporter, please consult CM-ECF or Pacer and review the docket entries to determine the correct court reporter. B Transcript rates can be found by clicking on the maximum transcript rates link. All transcript rates are per page. C. After receiving your completed request form, the assigned court reporter will confirm all transcript requests by return email within two business days. For urgent requests, hourly or daily, or if you've not received confirmation of your transcript request within two business days, you may call the court reporter directly or contact the main office. D. Former court reporters who are no longer employed at the U.S. District Court are still responsible for producing requested transcripts, and it goes on. Now, what do they want? You pick the court reporter. You have to pick the date of the proceeding. You have to pick the case title, the case number. 
Uh, then they want to know, indicate the status of the ordering party. Do you have a lawyer, a court-appointed lawyer, pro, pro se party, U.S. attorney, DOJ attorney? Whole list. Is this case currently on appeal? Yes or no? Is this a CJA request, Criminal Justice Act, court-appointed attorney? Is this an FIN1 request, U.S. Attorney's Office request? Is this an FPD request, Federal Public Defender's Office? Name of ordering attorney, firm name, firm address, name of contact person, phone number, extension, email address, confirm email, notice. I agreed to and understand the following. All delivery requests must be pre-approved by the assigned court reporter. You may also con goes on and on. If you want to know what took place in that courtroom and want to read an actual copy of the transcript of the judge's proceedings in that courtroom over this matter where the people have the right to know, they tell us, you'll have a hell of a time getting it. The vast majority of the people reporting on this today have not read the transcript unless they were in the courtroom. Isn't that amazing? There's no TV in the courtroom. There's no public transcript of what took place in that courtroom. There's no radio audio of what took place in that courtroom. Nothing. So while I would like to analyze what the court said and did other than a few sentences in the media, I can't. We're told in the media that he did not address the constitutional issues, but he did address the due process issue. Due process? And that the White House now is having to prepare procedures for reporters, maybe a code of conduct that will be applied to reporters. So this federal district judge who conducts himself in secrecy, at least away from the American people, making it extraordinarily difficult for you and me to know what the hell took place in that courtroom, that federal judge, one judge out of a thousand federal district judges, has ruled that the president of the United States can't yank a hard pass from an individual who conducts himself in a very inappropriate way in front of the American people, in front of the rest of the press corps, and in the White House. Even though CNN has approximately 50 other so-called journalists with hard passes. Unbelievable. This is why I want you to stay with me. I will explain these things. So we don't have a transcript of what took place in that courtroom. And so I said to the court reporter, well, why don't you put it, why don't you tell the judge who I am, that I have an audience of millions, that we'd like you to put it up for free on a site where the people can see it. And he would have none of it. Freedom of the press, baby, except when it comes to the federal judiciary, that's a fact. And nobody will be calling this judge Hitler, Stalin, a fascist, anti-free speech. In fact, he's being celebrated today. He's being celebrated because the egomaniacs and the narcissists in the media, all across the media, all across it, are claiming a victory. The American Criminal Liberties Union, ACLU, claiming a constitutional victory. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin'.
Of course, the President of the United States is not required even to hold a press conference. The first press conference was held by Woodrow Wilson in 1960. The President of the United States is not required to call on any particular reporter. But apparently, it would appear, we don't know for sure 100%, but if you look at the temporary restraining order, that is the result not the rationale, because one hasn't been written, and we don't have a copy of the transcript. Uh, But the president does not have the power to yank a hard pass unless he creates some kind of process that the court approves of. This is a clear violation of separation of powers. I don't know who this man is in black robes, got a lifetime appointment. This Timothy Kelly... But I will tell you now, despite what the mob and the media say, despite what the mob and the in the law schools say, despite what the mob on cable TV says, this is utterly and completely unconstitutional. And I don't need some jerk who was recently appointed to the bench or some jerks who take up the case for CNN and turn this entire process on its head, a very dangerous thing, to lecture me or you. And when I come back, I'm going to show you additionally how absolutely ridiculous this is. We'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. More logic than allowed by law. The Mark Levin Show. Call now at 877-381-3811. Now, do you think the courts are actually protecting reporters? No. The court's not really protecting reporters. How do I know this? There was a case in 2005 involving the former New York Times reporter Miller. You'll see her on Fox from time to time, Judith Miller. And also Matthew Cooper, I believe he used to write for Time Magazine and other newspapers, New York Times, I think, as well. Well, um, they and individuals who leaked information to them were under criminal investigation by the Department of Justice. Both were served with grand jury subpoenas to testify in front of a grand jury and to provide their notes and any documents involving conversations with any of these official governmental sources who had apparently been leaking to them. And this related, you might recall, to this Valerie Plame. Miller refused. 
Miller refused. So a federal judge in Washington, D.C. held her in contempt, held Cooper in contempt, civil contempt. He refused, too. They appealed to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. They claimed that under the First Amendment, freedom of speech, they had what they called was a reporter's privilege. The appellate court in Washington, D.C. said, no, you don't. They upheld the district court's decision. And they were both sentenced to 18 months in prison. Then they appealed to the United States Supreme Court. The, courts, the appellate court's decision was stay that is held until the Supreme Court would rule. The Supreme Court wouldn't even hear the case. And Miller spent, I believe it was four, maybe five months in prison. In the case of Cooper, I seem to recall his source released him and allowed him to provide the information so he could comply with the grand jury subpoena. There is no reporter's privilege. The federal district court, the federal appellate court, the federal Supreme Court, were they called dictators? Was it said that the judiciary violated the First Amendment and the freedom of press? No. President of the United States yanks a hard pass from an individual who is a showboat, who is disrupting a presidential press conference, from an individual who's not even asking tough questions, but is being enormously disruptive and argumentative and provocative, self-promoting, if you will. And the media in this country, including Fox, the Associated Press, which was under investigation by Obama, USA Today and others, circle the wagons around Jim Acosta. And they claim that this could be the beginning of a police state. One of the filings, I forget which one, one of the friend of the court amicus filings said, what about Khashoggi? Khashoggi? These are not serious Arguments when pulling a hard press pass, when there's still 150 reporters in the room, when there's still 50 CNN reporters with hard passes. And so, of course, this is why I wanted a transcript. I wanted a transcript so I could read it to you tonight of what this judge had to say. Timothy Kelly, whoever the hell he is, I wanted to read it to you. Because we have a big problem in this country with these judges. My first book was called Men in Black, How the Supreme Court is Destroying America. It should have been How the Federal Judiciary is Destroying America. Not if they adhere to the rule of law and the Constitution and so forth. But the problem is the courts have also been conquered by the progressives. That's what the activists are. And it takes a very strong federal judge to stand up to this, particularly to stand up to all these media outlets that have the power to destroy his, his or her reputation, his or her character. It takes a lot of power to stand up to that, to stand up to the media mob. And apparently, at least so far, this judge can't handle it, in my humble opinion.
because the arguments made by Ted Olson and Ted Boutros were almost childish. They were they were they were superficial, and of course, they intentionally uh, left out numerous factual matters, pieces of information, in writing the 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 piece of advocacy that they wrote. Now, if you ask any AMAC member what they like most about belonging to the conservative alternative to the AARP, one answer that always comes up is how much they love reading AMAC's quarterly magazine, the AMAC Advantage. It's a first-class publication covering a variety of hard-hitting stories from notable authors, and AMAC members love it. Well, my friends, AMAC membership just keeps getting better. AMAC is pleased to announce that instead of publishing just four issues each year, they're now sending AMAC Advantage to all million-and-a-half AMAC members six times a year. That's six issues of AMAC Celebrated Magazine delivered to your home every year, and it's all part of an AMAC membership. You know what else is part of an AMAC membership? Tremendous discounts and benefits. Hotels, rental cars, insurance, just remarkable. You ought to take a look at it. And you know what else is also a part of the AMAC membership? They're in Washington fighting for your principles. Not like the AARP fighting for bigger centralized government. The opposite. Get your copy of the latest edition of the AMAC Advantage magazine along with all the other discounts and benefits that come with an AMAC membership by joining right now. The website is amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. AMAC is better, better for you, and better for America. It's a wonderful gift. A wonderful gift. And speaking of wonderful gifts, if you can't make it to the book signing tomorrow at Tyson's Corner, Virginia, as I know the vast majority of you cannot, you should go online, go to Amazon.com, secure a copy of Our Police, and make sure you have it for your, your children and your grandchildren. Thanksgiving is a perfect time to read it. You still have time. And, of course, for Christmas, Hanukkah, or no holiday at all. It's just a wonderful, wonderful book to have to pass along to your children, to your grandchildren, really what it means to be an American and why we ought to respect the rule of law and law and order. I know TV tells us otherwise. I know the left tells us otherwise. But you tell your children and grandchildren the truth. That's important. So we have another decision by another court intruding on the executive branch, violating separation of powers. There's a good piece in Conservative Review by our buddy Daniel Horowitz. He kind of builds on my point. Not, I'm not saying because I talked about it, but he's building on the point about judges. He says, uh, if a single judge has the power of God and can redefine marriage, create a right for 7 billion people to immigrate, and create a right to 30 days of early voting, there's literally nothing a court cannot do. And he's pointing out what courts have done. If someone can force his way into our country and litigate rights and citizenship for his kids against the national will, why can't an American opinion journalist force his way into the White House? I guess I can now obtain a press pass as well, he writes. Whatever process occurred within the government is still so shrouded in mystery that the governmental that the government could not tell me at oral argument who made the initial decision to revoke Mr. Acosta's press pass, uh, said Timothy Kelly of the U.S. District Court of Appeals, according to a reporter, I suppose. Well, it's pretty ironic, Judge Kelly. 
pretty ironic that you would write something like this. When your own courtroom will not release to the American people what took place in your courtroom today. The irony of irony, sir. Now the president must publicize a process for press badges. Just as the courts tell us he must show us, he must show his work on who gets to come into the country. This injunction, or I'll say a TRO by a Trump-appointed judge, proves every thesis, he says, I've been posting about the judiciary since I started this column and wrote my book, Stolen Sovereignty. I think it also underscores my book, Men in Black, that was written in 2005. Once we erroneously agree to a judicial supremacism and to the notion that a single district judge can order the other branches of government to take the most absurd actions, we no longer have a republic. We have a judicial dictatorship. Good job, Judge Kelly. Once we assent to judicial supremacy, there's no way to win the judicial game. Even so-called conservative justices have fundamentally accepted, to varying degrees, the contortion of fundamental rights has been accepted by the legal profession. Very few of them are like Clarence Thomas. Merely appointing better judges without dismantling judicial supremacy will not help. There's enough existing toxic jurisprudence in the legal culture to destroy a republic ten times over, even if we don't add to it. Absurd conservative lawsuits would be tossed out immediately, but there's no level of absurdity for a liberal lawsuit that will bar it from at least getting standing and obtaining a temporary restraining order. We saw this with a bunch of immigration lawsuits in the global warming case. Once their absurdities are legitimized in the system, even if they don't ultimately win on the merits the first time around, they will eventually become the law of the land. There's literally nothing that a court can do that will elicit a red flag from the body politic. A single district judge has more power than the House, Senate, President, 50 state governments, and, uh, and our entire history and traditions put together. At its core, what we are seeing today runs much deeper than the outcome of a press badge for one highly paid professional protester. This is why I condemn Olson. This is why I condemn Boutrous. This is why I condemn the pseudo-conservatives who defend this. And this is why I defend, uh, 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 denounce all of the news organizations, friend or foe, that have gotten involved in this case. We have a judicial system that has flipped the whole concept of fundamental rights on its head so that a real right is violated, but a privilege is treated like an inalienable right. So you don't have the right to your own property and conscience not to be forced to serve a same-sex marriage wedding, but someone else has a right to involuntary servitude. You don't have a right to pray in public, but you have a right to access the White House. Anyone living in, say, Somalia has a right to immigrate, and illegal aliens can sue law enforcement and win civil damages against them because they merely follow the law. It would be bad enough in any branch of government held such views on the foundation of fundamental rights, but the fact that our political system regards the courts as supreme to the other branches essentially makes us a judicial form of North Korea, writes Horowitz. We're told there's nothing we can do about it. A right is the principle that we are entitled to live without government applying actions against our lives, liberty, or property. And as Sam Adams added, together with the right to defend them in the best manner they can. Seeking a visa, a marriage license, or a press pass is a positive privilege that you're seeking from the government. They are not fundamental rights. We've talked about this before. 
Merely being left alone and being allowed to run my property according to my conscience and defend it with a weapon are fundamental rights. And Clarence Thomas explained this point as in dissent in Ob Ogerfell. He said the court's decision today is at odds not only with the Constitution, but with the principles upon which our nation was built. Since well before 1787, liberty has been understood as freedom from government action, not entitlement to government benefits, wrote Thomas response to the court creating a right in the recognition of same-sex marriage. And he concluded, Our Constitution, like the Declaration of Independence before it, was predicated on a simple truth. One's liberty, not to mention one's dignity, was something to be shielded from, not provided by the state. Which brings us to this other point. Even if one wrongly posits that the courts have the final say in vetoing a government action over a broad political question— that would only apply to negating and overreaching action of the government. But to demand that the government take a, def- de- a definite action left up to, to the executive branch, not the judiciary, such as granting a visa or a press badge, is beyond any scope of judicial power. What you saw today, although we don't have the transcript, but it's a result of this judge's oral opinion, is judicial tyranny. I've talked about it, I've written about it, For decades. Judicial tyranny. That's what CNN brought you. That's what Jim Acosta brought you. That's what Ted Olson brought you. That's what Ted Boutros brought you. And that's what all those friend of the court amicus brief bought you. They don't care about the Constitution. They care about themselves, their own celebrity, their own ratings, and their own profits. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. what Michelle Obama has to say. Does anybody care what, Obama, what Michelle Obama has to say? She's gone through the same celebrated media interviews as Jim Comey, as all the rest. And of course, I, I as First Lady, I never directed that somebody should be fired or removed at the White House. Really. But as an ex-First Lady, you're doing things that ex-First Ladies aren't supposed to do. That doesn't seem to bother you. As a first lady, your, your mother lived in the White House. That was kind of weird and different. Uh, nobody really complained about it. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff you did. And you're, in my view, uh, a very hardcore left-wing radical, just like your husband. You're both now worth, what, $100 million? And you're still against the system, fighting the system. And she charges a fortune by the way, to come see her speak, a fortune. She doesn't say, I want poor people to come watch me speak. I don't want to charge anything. No, she charges a fortune. Now, none of this hypocrisy has been reported by Jim Acosta. I might point that out, too. You know, it's this saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's a saggy jawline and the double chin that give your age away, but not anymore. Introducing the brand new Genesel jawline treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. Chamonix's most advanced technology ever. Not only tightens saggy jawlines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. 
Using peptides and metalactones together for the first time, it works amazingly quickly, and the results get better every day. No one else has this technology or our proprietary chemical-free base. So say goodbye to that double chin right now. And from now until Thanksgiving, which means you don't have a lot of time, it's yours free when you order Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Genesel immediate effects is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Many of you are hearing me. You're in your cars. You're stuck in traffic. 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. Imagine that double chin disappearing in about a week with Genesel's jawline treatment. 100% guaranteed or your money back. Hello, hello. 100% guaranteed or your money back. Don't wait. Call or click right now. 800-SKIN-604. 800-SKIN-604. Or Genusel.com. Genusel.com. 800-SKIN-604. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought I needed to take the time to go through all that. Because if I don't do it, nobody else will. Let's be honest about it. The Holocaust-denying New York Times has it all wrong. The cable shows are barely explaining what took place in that courtroom. uh, Because they don't have the transcripts. Uh, Neither do I. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, You know, I've got a ton more on Acosta here, but I'm done for now. I'm not going to do more on Acosta here because uh, I think I've analyzed this better than most. And for you to listen to what all these, these people have to say uh, is really... Of no consequence. Jim Acosta, Brian Stelter, who's another nobody. Jim Shuto, this guy worked for Obama. Now he's at CNN. Whoopi Goldberg, dumb as a doorknob. Now the President of the United States had something to say 
And on Sunday, he'll be on Chris Wallace's show. So let's let's take a little peek at this. Then we'll move on. Cut five. Go. A federal judge who you appointed has just ruled that. Now, let's stop. Now, I also explained how the district court appointments work. Okay, go ahead. Of CNN reporter Jim Acosta, his press pass back. Your reaction to the ruling? I, it's a fine. I mean, it's not a big deal. Uh, what they said, though, is that we have to create rules and regulations for conduct, et cetera, et cetera. We're doing them. We're going to write them up right now. It's not a big deal. Uh, and if he misbehaves, we'll throw him out or we'll stop the news conference. What are your rules going to be? What What well, is it that you're saying? They'll have, they're doing this, them this is over the line and you yeah, your they're press. doing them now. I mean, we'll have rules of decorum. You know, you can't keep asking questions. You know, let's start, this is so sad that we have to have rules of decorum for media types. They're so out of control. We have to have rules for decorum. Some federal judge has now dictated to the President of the United States that you have to have rules for decorum or you can't pull a hard press pass. Nothing like this has ever happened in American history. Nothing. President's putting reporters in jail, which I absolutely oppose, but that's not the point. Um, just incredible. So now a, a, a hard pass, a hard pass to the White House is a constitutional right for a reporter. Now think about how ridiculous this is. I mean, the White House makes decisions every day about which reporters can come in, which reporters get a hard pass. Every, everybody who claims to be a reporter can't get a hard pass. We're going to base it on ratings, on audience size. This was a conduct-based issue. So the judge really blew it. He really screwed up. Again, I'd like to read what he had to say, but he really blew it. And he said, the government can't even tell me who first decided that this guy should have his press pass pulled. Well, why does that matter to anybody? Why is that a constitutional matter? In the end, the president makes the decision. There's all kinds of decisions a president makes. We don't know who initially came up with the idea. It's of no consequence. And a judge doesn't have any right whatsoever to look into that. None. To even ask questions about it. Go ahead. Reporters in that room, many, many reporters in that room, and they were unable to ask questions because this guy gets up and starts, you know, doing what he's supposed to be doing for him and for CNN and, you know, just shouting out questions uh, and making statements, too. But I will say this. Look, um, nobody believes in the First Amendment more than I do. And if I think somebody's acting out of uh, sorts, I will leave. I'll say thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you coming and I'll leave. And those reporters will not be too friendly to whoever it is that's acting up. And that's the point. I mean, this doesn't serve the American people. It serves the press, not freedom of the press. The purpose of freedom of the press is to promote free speech among the citizenry so we can get the information, so we can speak to each other, so we can share our thoughts and our ideas. This is a republic Freedom of the press is one little tiny piece of it. It's a very crucial piece. And so we now have these massive media corporations that hire these hot dogs. They're all looking out for their own agenda. They want to go on these nighttime shows. They want to go on the speech circuit. They want to to be recognized. They want to go Hollywood. That doesn't serve the American people. You know, Major Garrett is the CBS White House correspondent. Um, I had lowered his... his, uh, his rank to, you may recall, Mr. Producer, to, to Private Garrett. 
But now I'm going to bring him back up to Major Garrett, because he had an interview with my buddy Larry O'Donnell, who is a great radio host here on WMAL. And uh, he's Larry O'Connor. Who did I say? Yeah. Oh, Larry O'Donnell? No. Larry O'Connor. And he is my buddy. And, uh, you know, Larry O'Connor raised this issue with, uh, with now Major Garrett. And uh, Major Garrett said, look, the, my job is to ask questions. But really, I'm not the news. And I try my best to make sure that it's not about me, that it's about the news. Now, that's the point. Judge. That's the point. So... They'll fight it out. They should appeal it. They should go all the way to the Supreme Court and force the Supreme Court to force the president. That's what they're going to do to do these various things. But I want to encourage bloggers out there and others bring lawsuits and bring lawsuits in court against the very court you're in and demand TV cameras. Demand that the court be open to the public. Demand TV cameras. Because the most significant way information is shared with the American people is through radio and, yes, television. So we should demand TV cameras in the court. I don't like it, and I oppose it, but still, I want us to be consistent. We have a right to know how these courts operate. We have a right to know how these judges operate. I don't care if they have lifetime appointments or not. As a matter of fact, especially because they have lifetime appointments. We have a right to participate in the judicial selection process. These court decisions affect all of us. So, I mean, the president, compared to the courts, he's an open book. So the idea that he has to have this reporter, who is a, uh, who, who is a Hollywood you know, fabrication, if you will, a creation, is really so ridiculous That's why I went through the difficulty I had in getting a transcript out of this court on what took place. And you're going to learn more about that in a moment if our caller holds on, too. Uh, So I wanted to bring that to you, too. There's something else I want to talk about, and this is Mueller. This guy hangs around like a bad thigh rash. For all you liberals out there, you'll understand what I'm talking about. He's a bad thigh rash. You know, he should be ashamed of that. After all this time, what the hell does he have? Manafort? Well, that's the U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District of Virginia to deal with stuff like that. Roger Stone? That guy's dressed up like a clown. What is what? I mean, fine, but what is that? Uh, who else? The Manhattan Madam? I mean, I mean, what is he doing here, this guy? Hey, listen. We need to protect him. He's so important because we're really hoping for a report that we can use to impeach the president. I mean, that's the bottom line. So apparently the president of the United States, the uh, Mueller submitted some written questions that the president has answered, and it he talks about it, the president. Let's go to cut six. Go ahead. Yeah, not, my lawyers aren't working on that. I'm working on that. I write the answers. My lawyers don't write answers. I write answers. Uh, I was asked a series of questions. I've answered them very easily. Very easily. I'm sure they're tricked up because, you know, they like to catch people. Gee, you know, was the weather sunny or was it rainy? He said it may have been a good day. It was rainy. Therefore, he told a lie. He perjured himself. 
Okay, so uh, you have to always be careful when you answer questions with people that probably have bad intentions. But um, no, it's uh, the, the questions were very routinely answered by me. By me. I haven't submitted them yet. We just I just finished them. As you know, I've been a little bit busy. We've been in Europe. We've been uh, working on various deals. We just finished the uh, uh, U.S. MCA. If you look at that deal, which is one of the great trade deals, you'll see. I mean, you can see how happy our farmers are. Uh, we've done a lot of work in the last period of time, so we've been very busy. It's been very, very hard to find time. But it didn't take very long to do them, and they were my answers. I don't need lawyers to do that. Now, you need lawyers for submittal. You need lawyers to go over some of the answers. But they're not very difficult questions. Not very difficult questions. And I believe that's true. One more question in this regard. The president was asked, cut seven, go. You seemed unhappy with the Mueller investigation, particularly yesterday morning. Uh, no, it's just a continuation. You can go. There should have never been any Mueller investigation because there was never anything done wrong. There was no collusion. There never has been. You would have known about it a long time ago if there was. Uh, there was nothing. They should have never had it. They've wasted millions and millions of dollars. There should have never been an, a so-called investigation, which in theory, it's not an investigation of me. But it's as far as I'm concerned, I like to take everything personally because you do better that way. Uh, the, the witch hunt, as I call it, should never have taken place. It continues to go on. I imagine it's ending now. From what I hear, it's ending. And I'm sure it'll be just fine. And you know why it's going to be just fine? Because there was no collusion. The fact is, I was a much better candidate than Hillary Clinton. I went to the right states. She went to the wrong states. She was not a good campaigner. Obviously, I campaigned very well. And I easily won the election in the Electoral College. 306, I guess it was 306 to 223. That's a big difference. But they don't care. It's like what's taken place in Georgia. The radical nut job running for governor of Georgia. May I say that? I think I will. Abrams. The radical nut job running for governor there. She almost won, but she lost. And she finally gave a one of these preposterous speeches. And uh, conceded but didn't concede. But there's no way for her to win. And you had a conga line of Democrats going to Al Sharpton's event. And I haven't heard MSNBC explain how Al Sharpton could be doing what he's doing when Sean Hannity came under attack for doing something he didn't even want to do. But Al Sharpton's holding this political event at his National Action Network. And you've got Sherrod Brown, you've got Pelosi, you've got others going in there, Booker and so forth, saying that uh, if Abrams loses in Georgia, it's fixed because she's the winner. These are lying left-wing thugs dressed up as senators and congressmen. She didn't win. She lost. Then you can see what's going on in Florida. They want to count the votes of non-citizens. They don't want any rules to apply. They want left-wing judges, including this Obama judge down there, they want these judges to extend voting dates. They want these judges to approve signatures that aren't signatures. They want these judges to approve uh, votes on birth dates where they don't even have birth dates in there. You don't fill out a ballot property, your vote doesn't count. That's the way it works. 
Let me tell you, you fill out your tax returns wrongly and you file them with the IRS, you file them under penalty of perjury. Maybe people ought to be voting under penalty of perjury so we can get rid of a lot of this sleazy activity that's going on. The Democrats don't want to clean up voting rolls. Legitimate efforts to clean up, you're called a racist. Democrats don't want specific types of uh, photo ID that will really tell us if somebody has the right to vote in a particular place or not because they want those laws broken. Otherwise, why oppose them? Democrats believe in rules that hurt Republicans but help them. And Democrats try to flood the judiciary with like-minded individuals so when they go to court, they get court decisions they like. I remember there was a day before Bush versus Gore where lawsuits weren't brought in voting cases. They just weren't. And now they're always brought because that's what the Democrat Party does. It destroys our traditions. It destroys our customs. And even though we vote in many of these elections, we have no idea what the outcome is, no matter how much these cable networks and the New York Times and these, net, and these other networks spend on election night coverage with their, with their colorful maps and all the rest and their, and their analysts. Here we are. And no network, friend or foe, should ever, should ever, call an entire House of Congress at 9.30 at night Eastern Time when there's still voting going on in California. And I think an argument can be made or somebody ought to look into it whether some of these very, very close races in California, some of them were enormously close, four or five of them were affected by that. Free press has a responsibility. They exist for the people, not for their own egomaniacal behavior. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So this, jo- this guy, George Conway, wrong way Conway, the media now love the guy. I know you don't know who he is. The media love this guy, this porky little fellow. Because he's Kellyanne Conway's husband. And as I pointed out to you a little bit ago, he seems to enjoy trying to humiliate his wife in public. He also thinks he's a brilliant lawyer. I think he's not. You can't uh, reverse birthright citizenship with an executive order, really. Well, how was it instituted in the first place? Well, I'm not sure. That's because no president, no Congress, no court ever instituted it. It's the executive branch. The president can't fix it. Well, it's not. It's like DACA. We criticize DACA. Well, there we have a president creating a law. Now, if you're not capable of distinguishing between the two because your reasoning capacity is so limited, or you're in such a Trump-hate mode then you're just a moron, Georgie. And uh, Georgie's very upset also about the removal of the hard pass for Jim Acosta. And so he says, I'm going to form a group of conservative lawyers. We'll call checks and balances. Checks and balances. Because the federal society has sold out and conservative lawyers have sold out, you see, but I... 
George Conway. I haven't sold out. I just keep trashing the position of my wife's boss in public. And as a matter of fact, I'm morally superior. I'm standing by my principles as a conservative. He's a jackass, basically. Not standing by any principles. I keep reading that he wanted a job in the administration. I don't know that that's true. I keep reading that he was denied a job in the administration. Well, clearly he's not working in the administration. I see he's of counsel for some law firm. Not a partner. Of counsel. Okay, fine. And you know who's joining this group? With Wrong Way Conway? Tom Ridge. A well-known conservative, right? Tom Ridge. A rhino. He's joining the group of conservatives. So all the never Trumpers, you see, will get together and tell us how they are morally superior and how they are actually more principled than, say, me. No, they're not. They're thin-skinned. They're emotionally unbalanced for the most part. They're on a, uh, on a hate kick. They're damaging our ability, quite frankly, to defeat elements in this society, political elements in this society that are enormously dangerous to us. But the media love them. That's why the media put them out front. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Making conservatism great again. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Going to the mechanic is like going to the doctor, right? They say, well, what's wrong? And, of course, you take the word for it. Now, here's the thing. What makes these surprises so troubling is that the repair bills can hit you very, very hard. When a simple oil change turns into refinancing your mortgage to pay for problems you never knew even existed. That's why I've extended vehicle protection from CarShield on our 2010 Camaro. We love that car. So I don't have to worry about those unexpected surprises. Replacing your engine alone can cost thousands. Even a simple repair to a sensor can cost over $1,000. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. They also provide you 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. 
Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like we did. That's call 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100. Mention code LEVIN. Or visit carshield.com, that's carshield.com. Use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6100. Mention code LEVIN in either case. A deductible may apply. All right. Uh, let us go out of, uh, let's see here. Joe, Jupiter, Florida, the great WJNO. Go. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate uh, taking the call. Well, uh, Joe, you're in Jupiter, Florida. Is that correct? That's correct. One of the most beautiful places on Earth, as far as I'm concerned. And let me tell you, I think I've said this before. My favorite restaurant is right near there. Which is? Called Flash Beach. You ever hear Flash Beach? I shouldn't no, even mention this because people will now, when I go there, will annoy me. But anyway, Flash Beach. <laughs> it is a great restaurant in Hope Sound. I don't get anything for it. I just, I'm just telling people if you want a really good meal, go ahead. Yeah, the reason why I'm calling is, uh, you know, you're you're really calming my nerves tonight uh, because I've been so upset since I heard this ruling from this r- ridiculous judge. Uh, uh, and uh, the tyranny, this is such tyranny that we're having in this country. What if the reporter would have thrown a rotten tomato at Trump and they would have kicked him out? Would that be... Uh, well, then, be the, then they would call that assault. But let's say... Um, you get one reporter after another who does what James Acosta says. I mean, the American people aren't going to learn a damn thing. Right. Well, the question is, uh, Mark, I know you can't, but i got to ask you, yeah. what are we going to do about it? Well, I think the president's going to keep fighting. The Justice Department's going to appeal this at some point. Uh, the court's not done. You know, it's just a temporary restraining order. Uh, then it'll wind up going to the Supreme Court. But it's a point I wrote in Men in Black and our buddy Daniel Horowitz brings up. Why are the courts so powerful? The courts shouldn't even be involved in this stuff. This is not a First Amendment issue. It's not a free speech issue. It's not a freedom of the press issue. This is an obnoxious punk dressed up as a reporter who is no reporter, quite frankly, does not ask tough questions. CNN, a major corporation, it's owned by Time Warner, has sent this guy in there apparently to disrupt these uh these events, they they dress it up as news and freedom of speech and freedom of the press. It's none of those things. I mean, there's a lot of reporters in there who are hostile to this president. In fact, the vast majority of them are. I can't think of anyone who's not. A lot of them. And uh, they're there. He didn't yank their press passes. And, and uh, CNN has 50 of them. So how exactly are the media being denied their, quote unquote, free press? They're not. These judges are ruling our lives. I mean, yes, uh, they uh, are. everything we do is a, is a, is a tyrannical judge uh, decision. Yeah, and that's why the American people, in terms of uh, judges now, their, their opinion of judges is going down and down and down. The president can't make a, a, a decision or set a policy on immigration that differs from Obama's, which was radical, unless a federal judge says okay. And, and this goes on and on and on. The, Fed, the president of the United States can't reverse an Obama EPA policy, as radical as those were, without a federal judge saying okay. president of the United States can't remove a, uh, a reprobate from the uh, presidential press conference. We all saw what he did. We all heard what he said uh, without a judge saying it's okay. I mean, the judges control everything. What the hell is that? So what do we do about it? All right, the- sir, I'm not a magician. 
It's not an easy answer. It's a complex answer. We didn't get here yesterday. I've written book after book after book on this. What do we do? I said the president will appeal it. We need to take back the authority away from the judiciary and give it back to the people. I've talked about convention of states. It's going to be harder now since we lost some of these state houses. So I'm the only one who's even mentioned solutions. But they're hard. They're tough. They don't happen overnight. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. But we're not four years old here. We say, well, what do we do? We go, oh, okay, just, just do this rather than that. It doesn't work that way. It's much tougher. If it was that easy, great. But it's not that easy, is it? All right. Tom, you're Belinda, California, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. You've been encouraging me for years Thank listening you. to you. I want to call and encourage you. Go right ahead, please. I run a uh, group uh, called Morale Boosters that supports law enforcement officers. And we just we have several events at different stations if they'll let us. We had an event yesterday for LAPD in North Hollywood. And I brought your dad's book. We bring books to hand out and food and stuff like that. And I thought, well, they probably won't want a kid's book. We serve 55 police officers, plain clothes, and regular uh, patrol officers. That book went like that. Wow. And some of them came by, and they were looking at it, and one has a he said, I've got two- and four-year-old uh, children at home. I can't wait to read this to them. And one of them has a third-grade teacher as a daughter, and mm-hmm. he said she will love reading this to her class. So it uh, broke my heart when your dad died, but uh, I'm praying he's listening. And uh, just God bless you for what you do. And uh, we will continue to encourage the police with your dad's book. Well, I'll tell you what, you made my day, you made my weekend with that, and it's very, very kind, and I'm sure uh, he's listening, and uh, I'm sure he really, really appreciates that. And, Tom, thank you for what you do for our police officers, and God God bless you, my friend. You know, there's got to be a place you listen to who supports the cops. Now, none of us support somebody who goes rogue, whether they're lawyers or judges or people in news or whatever. But I'm not talking about that. All this crap about systemic racism and systemic this, systemic that. I'm just so sick of it. Sick of it. Uh, Let us go to Billy, Washington, D.C., the great WMAL. How are you, sir? Hi, Mark. And I'm a supporter of your values. Thank you very much for sticking up for us. Thank you, sir. I have something I'd like to prepare. And give me 15 seconds. I'll read this to you because it supports all your points. All right. There should be an enforcement of the legal rules regarding assault and battery on women. There shouldn't be any deviation to this or any selective issues on this document that display such to the nation. Ask the women of this nation if this is acceptable behavior and watch your phone lines light up. This could be one of your daughters. This is a clear case of assault and battery on this young woman, and she should... Wait, wait, wait. What is... What are you talking about? What is... Well, you know, with the uh, reporter that pushed her away. Oh, Acosta? Acosta, yes, sir. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That is a clear case of assault and battery. You do not do that. Uh, She should seek a motion for a restraining order against him and damages if deemed reasonable by the courts against this perpetrator. No, no, you don't understand. Flat-out lies against Kavanaugh have more credibility with the media 
and get more reporting by the media than what Acosta was doing with this young lady intern, this young, she looked like a kid. And I'm not saying he assaulted her in some overt way or whatever, in some aggressive way, but he clearly pushed her arm down when she was trying to take the microphone back. And, Billy, it seems to me that if Jim Acosta wanted to be a Supreme Court justice and a Republican ever nominated him, I would assume Mr. Spartacus uh, would have flipped out over that, right? He would say, look at that! Look at that, everybody! And Sheldon Whitehouse, that clown from Rhode Island who just got reelected, very depressing, uh, maybe he'd say something like that, too. You know, how many beers did you have, uh, Jim, uh, when you pushed your arm out of the way? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible to see that kind of public display in uh, that type of uh, environment because, you know, there's plenty of other CNN people and reporters in there as well. I just think that this young lady has been uh, – I just think the entire incident is disgraceful. It really is. And it is. I, and you, and got, you got a judge uh, supporting it. All right, well, my friend. I'm going to keep going quickly here, but I appreciate your call very, very much. Bill, Columbus, Ohio, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, thanks for what you do and for being a voice of liberty and freedom. Hey, I think the Supreme Court needs to rein in this out-of-control federal judiciary, either by allowing expedited appeals or at some point the president is going to have to stand up and say, this order is unconstitutional, it violates separation of powers, I'm not going to follow it. I mean, you look at the travel ban case, I think it was about 32 federal judges ultimately got overruled by the U.S. Supreme Court. But in the meantime, they uh, stopped up Trump for over a year. Uh, you look at DACA, if federal judges had not interfered in that process, it may have forced a uh, resolution at a congressional level. But because the judge stepped in, it took off all the, all the uh, pressure of a deadline, and something needs to be done to stop this. Yeah, the problem is, what if the Supreme Court's part of the problem? Then I think you have to come back to the president saying, you know, I can't remember if it was Marbury versus Madison or Thomas Jefferson, but uh, one of the early presidents said in a similar type of dispute, uh, you've issued your order. Now go ahead and try to enforce it. Yeah, and what do you think would happen if he did that? Well, the media would go crazy, but... What do you uh, think think Lindsey Graham would do? It would, you're right. It would all come down to whether the Republicans would say, I'm going to impeach Donald Trump for uh, not. They would, because these Republicans hate Donald Trump. Right. I've never seen anything like this. Have you? No. And you basically have a thousand federal judges who apparently think they can overrule the president of the United States. And it, and it, and it only takes one of them. Now, that, that, that's where the Supreme Court, you're right, should step in and say one federal district judge cannot control what takes place in the entirety of the United States. They can take place what takes, uh, they, they can rule on, on issues related to the areas in which their district is. But a federal judge in San Francisco shouldn't be able to place a nationwide blanket decision on the president of the United States. I can assure you, I can assure you that the framers in Philadelphia and, uh, and the framers in the states, the ratifiers, would never ever have ratified a constitution that empowered one judge, a lifetime appointee, to do such a thing. No way. You read the Federalist Papers in the relevant parts. You read the Constitution in the relevant part. They had no idea that the judiciary would conduct itself this way. And you'll have many, many conservatives, some claim to be constitutionalists, will tell you what a decision 
what a magnificent decision Marbury versus Madison was. I'm one who says no. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, the courts operate in a very formal way, every court. If you've ever been in a federal court, an appellate court, or the Supreme Court, and I've been in all of them. In a very formal way, and decorum is crucially important. Your Honor, you speak when you're permitted to speak. You sit down when they tell you to sit down. You're on a very strict clock in most instances. Your filings have to be done exactly right. They might be rejected or otherwise decided on the substance against you. But the courtroom can't function if you don't follow the rules. And there's no due process issue either. That is, the courts don't put out rules for behavior. In other words, don't yell at the judge, don't drop your pants in the courtroom, you know, all that kind of stuff that you're supposed to understand. When a judge tells you to sit down, you don't keep asking the judge questions. You don't grab the microphone off the podium or off the table and refuse to allow the bailiff to take it back. These judges would never permit that kind of conduct in their own courtrooms because they'd lose control. The president can't conduct himself either under those circumstances because he'll lose control. I don't mean control over the substantive questions or control over the reporters. I mean control over the room. He's the judge in that room, not the substantive judge in terms of opinion and questions and that sort of thing, but he's the judge on behavior. It's his White House. It belongs to the executive branch. The media are private parties, except for PBS, where you and I pay for them, and NPR, where you and I pay for them. The rest of the media, these are private enterprises, private companies. And so it's really up to CNN to control Acosta. It's up to these so-called professional journalist organizations to control Acosta. It's up to his colleagues in the room to control Acosta, but they won't. So now a judge is interfering to try and tell a president what to do, and I'm quite serious about this. Depending on what this judge does and the appellate judge and later the Supreme Court, I believe strongly that litigation, litigation should take place against these courts claiming First Amendment violations. Now, you might say, well, the courts will decide. So be it. But you're making a point to the court. And maybe, and just maybe, people won't show decorum in the court anymore. If the judges don't respect decorum in other circumstances, then maybe people won't respect decorum in front of them. Keep that in mind. All right. I want to tell you about filter by. It's cold out there. I was stuck in traffic for four hours yesterday. My wife and I, my mother-in-law, was awful. Around the country, millions of Americans are turning up the furnace for the first time and then spending a week freezing at night. Why? Because they neglected to change out their air filters and their system failed. Now, this costly mistake is completely avoidable by regularly replacing the air filters at FilterBuy.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, Do it immediately. 
and you can choose from over 600 sizes, including custom options that ship free within 24 hours. And for those of you who like to kick the can down the road, Filter Buy is a special program for you. Filter Buy will give you 5% off your order when you subscribe for auto replacement, and you'll never forget to change your filters ever again. Now, what does that mean? You're on a schedule, a reasonable schedule. Your filters are filthy. They're replaced with brand new, fresh filters. This is so much easier than going to the hardware store or having a special order filters. You don't want to do it when it's cold out, when it's winter out. Forget it. Plus, they work great, and they're made in America. Filter Buy will save you time, money, and help you breathe better. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com, and tell them Mark spent you. It's a wonderful company, and they have great prices, and they have great, great products here. So you might really want to check them out. Let's see. Axel, Oakland, California. Mark Levin app. Quickly, go. Hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Uh, as a millennial, I, I, I am honored to be on the show. Um, Thank I've you. read three of your books, uh, Liber- Liberty and Tyranny, my favorite one, um, yeah. Rediscovering Americanism. And All right, I blew, I blew the clock here. Hold, I, I messed it up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up, Axel. We'll get back to you next hour, so don't hang up. I hate when I do that, but it happens at times. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark. Love that. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I've got a number of issues I want to hit in this all-powerful third hour. They're not necessarily related. You may have heard the President of the United States has awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is our country's highest civilian commendation to a number of individuals, some of them uh, posthumously. Now, it's typical that presidents choose individuals from really all walks of life. Babe Ruth. Now, why Babe Ruth? Well, he was the greatest baseball player ever. He could have been the greatest pitcher ever. A massive batting average. As you know, he had 714 home runs. Just a remarkable, remarkable athlete, even though he didn't look like an athlete. But he made baseball what it is today. He gave it sort of the uh, cachet that it has. And so he had an enormous impact on our culture. Elvis Presley. Same thing. Had an enormous impact on our culture. Roger Staubach. This is a quintessential American, Roger Staubach. A great quarterback for Dallas. A great patriot. Served in the military. He was in the Navy. Alan Page. 
Alan Page was a tremendous defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings. He went on. He became a state Supreme Court justice in Minnesota. The late, truly great Antonin Scalia. And Orrin Hatch. But there were some others. Miriam Adelson. Some of you may not have heard of Miriam Adelson. Um, she's Sheldon Adelson's wife, but more than that, she is a physician. She's a philanthropist. She has spent an enormous amount of time addressing, researching, funding uh, matters related to addiction. Addiction. And they have been tremendous philanthropists, not only in the United States, but also in the state of Israel. And, of course, the Adelsons have given considerable money to the Republican Party. And so the Democrats and the liberals are attacking this election. Because the Democrats and the liberals have no class, they have no sense, and we should ignore them. We should ignore them. Miriam Adelson and Sheldon Adelson. Both deserve a Medal of Freedom as far as I'm concerned. You want to know why? Apart from her outstanding uh, medical and philanthropic work, because they're trying to help save the country, that's why. Very few people step up like they have to try and save the country. They've also been extremely supportive of the state of Israel to try and help that country as it is surrounded by enemies, and they've helped that country culturally and otherwise. Their equivalent of our Holocaust Museum in Israel has been funded heavily by the Adelsons. But the left in this country, they don't care. They don't care. And uh, I wanted to point that out. And I think the president had some wonderful selections here. You know what, Mr. Producer? I'll tell the whole world, too. I have a baseball signed by Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Did I ever tell you that? I collect stuff, don't I? I have a baseball signed by Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. I believe I haven't looked at it lately in 1930. At an event in New Jersey. But a real baseball, real signatures. I've got some Babe Ruth cards. I've got some Ty Cobb cards. They ever tell you that, Mr. Producer? See, you're learning all about me. We're the rest of the country. I enjoy that sort of thing. I have the Sandy Koufax rookie card. I don't know how valuable it is, but I'm a big Koufax fan. Richie Ashburn, for you Philadelphia fans out there. I've got a number of things. I keep them in a vault along with my guns. <laughs> so they're all there in the same place. Yes, yes, in Virginia we're still allowed to own guns. It's not New York, New Jersey, and the rest. Although we're getting there. Don't worry. We're getting blue, blue, and even bluer as we hand out half a billion dollars to Amazon. And by the way, Bezos is a, is a big Democrat, isn't he? I mean, he bought the Washington Compost. And yet Democrats gave his company 
in in New York half a billion dollars in subsidies. I think in New York it's like two and a half billion dollars in subsidies. Well, Mark, it'll create jobs. Well, when you give people subsidies like this, I guess it will. But why would you give it to the wealthiest uh, company on the planet and the wealthiest man on the planet? Democrats giving Democrats benefits. That's okay. Obama handing out the Medal of Honor uh, awards to his donors and to leftists like Ellen DeGeneres. And oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, tell me, who's contributed more to society? Miriam Adelson or Ellen DeGeneres? Miriam Adelson. Miriam Adelson. All right, let's keep moving here. This one bothers me a lot. This one bothers me so much I'm going to raise it with you. I posted it on my social uh, sites. It's from the Mirror in the United Kingdom. I, I posted this, I think, this morning, maybe yesterday. A rare white lion is set to be auctioned off to be shot by trophy hunters in spite of a huge worldwide campaign to save him. Now, this is how sick it gets. The majestic animal named Mufasa was confiscated three years ago when he was a cub, along with another baby lion called Soraya. Animal lovers want to move him to a sanctuary, but authorities in South Africa have instead announced he will be sold at auction. Because Mufasa is infertile. The only value he would have is to be brought by, bought by a hunting company and then shot. I'm reading from the article. There are said to be less than 300 white lions like Mufasa in the world, with just 13 still living in the wild. More than 200,000 people have signed a petition calling for the decision to be reversed. It's a beautiful, beautiful animal. The petition to South Africa's Minister of Environmental Affairs says Mufasa and Soraya are now three years old and are inseparable. Nature conservation officials refused permission for Mufasa to be relocated to a sanctuary who offered to care for both Mufasa and Soraya for their natural lives free of charge. Instead, the rehab center was told telephonically that Mufasa will be auctioned to raise funds for the department. Wildlife Sanctuary, Wild for Life, Wild for Life, where Mufasa has been cared for over the past three years, is raising cash to battle against the auction in court. This is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting. So the South African government is going to sell it to hunters to shoot to the highest bidder? To put money into what? This is disgusting. Now, this should this should unite all of us. This this should unite all of us. This has nothing to do with any of our business. Well, so what? People butt their nose in our business all the time. In the last few weeks, what is this here? Hold on. I want to continue with the article here because I think it's important. In the last few weeks, we have seen and read extensively about what happens to lions in the industry. Mufasa has had a a vasectomy and cannot be bred with. This means there is only one of two options left. The number of lion hunters are down and lions have been killed in high numbers for their bones to be exported to the east. 
Soraya and Mufasa are inseparable, and it would be extremely traumatic for Soraya to lose her companion. She was in terrible emotional state before they were united as cubs, and even when moved to a bigger enclosure, she was highly anxious when she woke up and couldn't find Mufasa. So, um, it's called the Save Mufasa the White Lion Petition, if you want to participate. I hope you will. I don't know if the South African government gives a damn or not, but I do. I hate seeing stuff like this, don't you? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. like Kamala Harris demagogues. But you see, the media only attacked Trump. It's Trump. Kamala Harris wants to be president. She's a Democrat, so they'll never attack her. I want you to listen to Kamala Harris at a Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee hearing today. I guess it was yesterday. Uh, We have a nominee to head ICE, Ronald Vitellio. And just listen to her. Cut 13, go. Are you aware of the perception of um, many about how the the, the power and the discretion at ICE is being used to enforce the laws? And do you see any parallels? Now, let's stop there. She wants to know if he sees any parallels with the Ku Klux Klan between ICE and the KKK. You know, idiots like this used to be uh, sort of um, like part-time professors, if you will. They weren't elected to high positions in government. Idiots like Kamala Harris. But the bluer the state, the dumber the politician. Go ahead. I do not see any parallels between I'm talking about perception. officers and agents. I'm talking about perception. I, I do not see a parallel between what is constitutionally mandated as, in, as it relates to enforcing the law. Are you aware that there's a right. perception? Why don't you stop interrupting him? I mean, she's like the Jim Acosta of the Senate. Why don't you stop interrupting? You're asking him to compare ICE to the Klan, which is a disgusting, disgusting thing to do. These are brave men and women in law enforcement. So if people in this country, illegal aliens, including criminals are inside the interior of the country. They've gotten through the border. Or they don't go for their administrative hearings and so forth. It's up to ICE to find them. And she hates these people, Kamala Harris. The Democrat Party hates these people. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the criminals who are here illegally. I'm talking about the employees of ICE. These are federal employees. These are sworn law enforcement officers. And they put their lives on the line. So they attack the cops like they always do. Like they always do. Go ahead. Are you aware that there's a that perception? That puts ICE in the same category as the KKK. Is that what you're asking me? Uh, no, I'm very specific about what I'm asking you. Are you aware of a perception that the way that the discretion... I see to no inf- I'm not finished. I see none. I'm not finished. Are you aware of a perception that many people think you're a moron? Are you aware of that perception? Because of things like this that you say that are so out of left, left field? Go ahead. Finished. Are you aware that there's a perception that, that 
ICE is administering its power in a way that is causing fear and intimidation. Well, of course it's causing fear and intimidation against people who are here illegally. Are you aware, Senator, that the IRS causes fear and intimidation? You aware of that? Are you aware, huh? Go ahead. Um, um, particularly among immigrants. You're not very and- articulate either, by the way, because you know you're going down a road that is, that is, that is fraught with stupidity and, uh, and danger politically. Go ahead. Specifically among immigrants coming from Mexico and Central America. Are you aware of the perception? I, I do not see a parallel between the power and the authority that ICE has to do its job and the agents and officers who do it professionally and excellently with lots of compassion. She should, she should be politically, um, you know, eliminated from any serious political party uh, in terms of the nominee for presidency. And yet, the left-wing kook contingent out there will find this very exciting. The amount of kookery that's going on there and the, and the, and the, uh, the effort to outdo one another is why you have these absolutely insane Democrat senators like this moron Blumenthal from Connecticut. Or the moron Cory Booker from New Jersey. Go ahead. Sir, how can you be the head of an agency and be unaware of how your agency is perceived? Oh, so your agencies perceived by certain communities as akin to the Klan. Will somebody please tell me how this woman rose up in the Democrat Party ranks and became a United States senator? Were the people she ran against in the Democrat primaries worse than this? I mean, this this lady is cuckoo for coconuts. Uh, for uh, what is it? Dump, dump. She's just cuckoo. Go ahead. There is a lot of perceptions in the media and in the public that are incorrect about the agency. But the perception exists. Would you agree? He what already are- answered the question twenty-eight times. And none of us agree, whoever our head screwed on right. No, ICE is not perceived as the Klan. Are you familiar with the Klan? Do you know what the Klan did? Why don't you just call this guy a Hitler? You like to do that on the left. He's Hitler. ICE is the Klan. Everybody who opposes open borders is racist. We're, we believe in white privilege, even though many people who take this position aren't white. Why don't you just say it? And there's no, pro- no due process for Supreme Court nominees, no, no expectation of innocence. Just, just agree with our whole agenda, sir, if you seek to be a, a confirmed nominee of this administration. Can you imagine the thinking in a Kamala Harris administration? And yet the country might be lost for all I know. Go ahead. And wouldn't you agree then that if that perception exists, there might need to be some work? My perception is you're an idiot. Go ahead. To correct the perception. I I do want to advocate for the workforce, uh, the, the, the vital public safety mission that they have to protect the homeland. And I think more people need to know how valuable they are to the society. Um, so I agree with you on that. I agree with you on nothing. Nothing. 
you're a disaster. Problem is, there's so many disasters on that side, it's hard to keep count, quite frankly. One sounds just like the next in their craziness, in their insanity. I'll be right back. Going gets tough. A tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You know, I've been uh, sitting back and watching over the last 48 hours or so the extent to which news media, other than the Washington Compost, would pick up what I consider to be a crucially important review of our military vis-a-vis the Chinese and the Russian military. And I've seen almost nothing. Again, credit where credit's due, this was in the Washington Compost. Just from a couple days ago. U.S. military's edge has eroded to a dangerous degree, study for Congress finds. The United States has lost its military edge to a dangerous degree and could potentially lose a war against China or Russia according to a report released Wednesday, that's two days ago, by a bipartisan commission that Congress created to evaluate the Trump administration's defense strategy. The National Defense Strategy Commission, comprised of former top Republican and Democratic officials selected by Congress, evaluated the Trump administration's 2018 National Defense Strategy, which ordered a vast reshaping of the U.S. military to compete with Beijing and Moscow in an era of renewed great power competition. While endorsing the strategy's aims, the commission warned that Washington isn't moving fast. Now, this is really precious, but it's, a, it's, it's infuriating. The commission warned that Washington isn't moving fast enough or investing sufficiently to put the vision into practice, risking a further erosion of American military dominance that could become a national security emergency. Nowhere in this piece do they mention what the Obama administration did to our military. Nowhere in this piece... Do they mention the obstruction efforts by the Democrats in the House and the Senate when we try and beef up our military? Nowhere in this Washington Post piece do they admonish the media, which all but ignores what went on with the United States military under Obama. We have a president who's trying to turn this around. At the same time, according to the commission, China and Russia are seeking dominance in their regions and the ability to project military power globally as their authoritarian governments pursue defense buildups aimed squarely at the United States. I have been talking about this endlessly here on my Fox show and on Levin TV. We have the code pink Republicans who, who think Putin is just swell. These are morons. Morons. And in terms of China... Stealing our technology, building phony islands, you know, buying off different countries in, in strategically located geographic areas where, they're put, where they can build ports and so forth and, and, far, and, and missile sites. There's a strong fear of complacency that people have become so used to the United States achieving what it wants in the world to include militarily that it is that it is not heeding the warning signs. Get this one says Kathleen Hicks, a former top Pentagon official during the Obama administration and one of the commissioners. Well, why didn't she 
put out the flashing red signs uh, a light during the Obama administration. The picture of the national security landscape that the 12-person commission sketched is a bleak one, in which an American military that has enjoyed undisputed dominance for decades is failing to receive the resources, innovation, and prioritization its leaders need to outmuscle China and Russia in a race for military might reminiscent of the Cold War. We, we have a problem here. Not just Democrats, who are historically anti-military. We have a problem with the libertarian wing in the Republican Party, the conservative movement. You look at the Koch brothers. When it comes to national security, when it comes to funding our military, they're like code pink Republicans. Or you look at our friend Rand Paul, same thing. I'm a libertarian. I'm a constitutionalist. And the number one job of the federal government is to protect this country. That's the number one job. While they're not here at our border, you got to hear these idiot protection. Well, they're not here at our border, are they? No, you idiot. And they don't have to be. They've got satellites. They've got cyberspace power. They've got missiles that can hit any city they want. They can take out our, our major aircraft. I mean, what are you talking about? Well, they're not at our border. The military balance has shifted adversely for the United States. And this is in the Washington Post. I mean, so they, they were grinding their teeth over there when they wrote this. Trust me. The military balance has shifted adversely for the United States in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Undermining the confidence of American allies and increasing the likelihood of military conflict. The commission found after reviewing classified documents, receiving Pentagon briefings and interviewing top defense officials, the U.S. military could suffer unacceptably high casualties and loss of major capital assets in the next conflict. It might struggle to win or perhaps lose a war against China or Russia, the report said. The United States is particularly at risk of being overwhelmed should its military be forced to fight on two or more fronts simultaneously. Been warning about this, been warning about these two countries, and been warning about our electrical grid. How even Iran and the and the North Korea could take it out. In its list of thirty-two recommendations, the commission urged the Pentagon to explain more clearly how it intends to defeat major power rivals in competition and war. It assailed the strategy for relying on times on questionable assumptions and weak analysis and leaving unanswered critical questions. Now they tell us. And here's the problem. The Democrats and the Republicans are spending like like drunken Marxists on domestic spending. Interest rates are starting to go up. They could never remain at 0 or 1% forever. That was a phony level. Interest rates are starting to go up. What that means is the federal government has to pay interest on the debt. And in a few years, the interest on the debt will be a bigger budget item than the entire defense spending budget. And instead, we got to talk about what? I have to explain the Constitution and the rule of law to a judge in Washington, D.C. when it comes to Jim Acosta. Instead, we got to hear Kamala Harris, who wants to be president, comparing ICE to the Klan. Instead, we got to hear Jeff Flake taking shots relentlessly at the president of the United States. Instead, we got to, will Nancy Pelosi be the speaker or some other liberal nut job? When real stuff is happening. It's shocking. 
Let me tell you, no republic lasts forever. None has. Athens, Rome, they're gone. They're gone. Rome existed for over 500 years. We're not even close to 500 years. We're not even close to 300 years yet. But don't worry. Kamala Harris wants to be president. You know, Mr. Producer was such a fan of my ex-chair, we finally decided it was time to get him his own ex-chair, and he loves it. Mr. Producer and I are different heights, different weights, and we have different looks, I might add. Yet, how the ex-chair conforms to each of us to provide the same unbelievable level of support and comfort is really remarkable. He's physically feeling the difference, less pain, more energy. He's always been focused and productive, but even more now. You need to feel the ex-chair difference for yourself, for yourself. And if you want to see how beautiful this amazing chair is, just go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, and you'll see all the different models. If, you own a, if you're a business owner, uh, take my advice. If you want happier, more productive employees, then consider getting X chairs for your entire staff. It's a very reasonable investment that will pay huge dividends, and now's the time to do it. X chair is on sale. For $100 off. You heard that. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com right now. That's xchairlevin.com or call 1 844 4 xchair. 1 844 4 xchair. xchair comes with a 30 day, no questions asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Go to xchairlevin.com now. And by the way, if you use code Levin Footrest, you'll get a free footrest xchairlevin.com and then use Levin Footrest and you'll get a free footrest. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know, one of the really top intellectuals of our time, as far as I'm concerned, is Victor Davis Hanson. And he's a very, very nice man. He's a very decent man. He's very worried about the future of this country. And I'm going to sit down with him at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time on Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. I hope you'll join us. If you can't join us, I hope you'll DVR it because uh, he is a fascinating, fascinating man. He is a deep thinker. And we're going to cover a lot of ground with Victor Davis Hanson the entire hour. You've seen his magnificent columns. You've seen him on TV before, but he's never sat down with an hour like he will with me. That's Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox, on Life, Liberty, and Levin. People come up to me all the time and tell me how much they love that show. And they also come up to me and tell me, thank you for Levin TV on CRTV. It is a tremendous gift, a gift to people. Take my word for this. I hear it all the time wherever I go. All you have to do is call 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-L-E-V-I-N-T-V. Call our toll-free number. They'll set you up in five minutes. Or if you want to give it as a gift, that's really a big deal. If you want to give it for Thanksgiving, you want to give it uh, for Christmas or for Hanukkah, you just want to give it to somebody who you like or love, I really think that this is a, a top-level gift. It's just different. And it's for a full year. So it's a gift that keeps giving the entire year. And right now we have a special going where the first 30 days are risk-free. 
So if you don't like it, you don't do it. But I think you'll like it. We have a great Levin TV tonight as an example. We spent a lot of time on it. Our uh, our technology is cutting edge, HD, and it's just uh, it's just terrific. We have over 20 hosts, most of whom you will not see on regular TV. So we're not just regurgitating stuff that's already out there. And I know Fox Nation is out there. There's others out there. But there's nothing like CRTV. It's called Conservative Review TV. And we launched it three years ago. And we have an enormous following now. And we want to continue to build it. I don't have a cable channel where I can promote it 24-7. But all you Levinites who listen to this show, you really ought to sign up and sign up your friends and family. Because you'll see nothing like it. Nothing like it. So it's 844-LEVIN-TV. Excuse me. You know, the good, the true, the beautiful. How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. And that's tough to find these days. But I know one college that provides a comprehensive education of the very best kind, an education in the philosophical, political, theological, scientific, and literary heritage of the West. And that's Hillsdale College. Every student, regardless of their major, spends half their time on the same liberal arts core curriculum. They're required to study theology, history, science, mathematics, literature, philosophy, and the Constitution. At Hillsdale, all students learn about our great Western and American heritage. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, making a difference in their families, communities, and the country. But it all starts with a core curriculum that develops moral and intellectual virtue. The core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. This is the Hillsdale core curriculum. This is learning for the long run. Discover what education is meant to be. Levinforhillsdale.com. So how much time do I have, Mr. Producer? All right. And don't forget tomorrow, those of you who are around, Tyson's Corner in, uh, in Virginia, Vienna, Virginia, at 11 a.m., our police... Uh, my wife will be doing a reading for the kiddies, four to eight years old or so. And uh, those of you who would like a signed copy by me and by my wife, um, that's where you can get it. Uh, I will not be doing any other signings uh, for this. And uh, Barnes & Noble will have some of my books there as well. But the focus is not on my books. The focus is on our police. And it'd be a lovely, lovely gift. And more than that, can't wait to see you. And my wife will be reading uh, story time uh, for the little ones. So we hope we see a whole lot of you. Again, that's 11 a.m. tomorrow, both of us. In honor of you, every week I play America. Now, why do I do the same song every single week? Because I love this song. I think it's the best rendition of America. People ask me this all the time. Why don't you play something else? This is what I play. Here we go.
back to you. Save his number. We'll call him next week, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, ICE, the Border Patrol, law enforcement. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say good night to you, Pops. And we will be at Barnes & Noble tomorrow at Tyson's Corner. I hope we see a whole lot of you. Have a wonderful weekend. And don't forget Sunday, 10 p.m., Life, Liberty, and Levin.